What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Making the Turn, the premier green industry podcast that highlights professionals across many areas, including golf course management, sports turf, sales, business, education, landscaping, and more. Making the Turn is hosted by me, BJ Parker. I've spent nearly 25 years in the green industry, mostly as a golf course superintendent, and now I want to bring the knowledge and insight from myself and the many people I've met and continue to meet along the way. Making the Turn will provide valuable content for those looking to learn from others, gain useful tips and tricks, and be better in their daily lives. You can find Making the Turn on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe. It helps keep the podcast growing and getting better. Thanks for listening, and welcome to another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Making the Turn. I am your host, BJ Parker, and I appreciate you joining me. Again, we are on location at University of Tennessee at Field Days, and it's a beautiful day out here. We've got uh, four to 500 people gathering around, checking out a lot of the cool things that are happening, and I'm excited to uh, grab a hold of a few people that are in our industry that are movers and shakers, guys who are doing a lot of big things, and I'm sitting down with another friend of mine, a guy I've known for a while, haven't gotten to spend a lot of time with him, but I appreciate him sitting down and talking to me. He's the golf course. He's a certified golf course superintendent at uh, Bear Trace at Harrison Bay. Mr. Paul Carter, how you doing? Doing well, BJ. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you enjoying the weather and everything today? Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful morning. Yeah, we, we couldn't have dialed it up any better. Nope. <laughs> I thought I was going to be dodging rain and everything else. You just never know this time of year, but uh, it's gorgeous. Fall is in the air. It is, yeah. A good crisp morning. Yep. Sun's out now. Not a cloud in the sky. It's yeah. perfect. Did you check in with the golf course this morning? What was y'all's uh, temperature? Not. I did not. Yeah. Well, we, we. I think it was like, I think Sanderson said it was 56 at his place, like 57. Mm-hmm. I was, that's, yeah. I didn't know people needed a, I didn't, I didn't bring a pullover. <laughs> I was a little chilly this morning. <laughs> yeah. It'll warm up though. Yeah. That's, you know, summer or September in, yep. in this area. Yep. Start out with a light jacket and then by the end of the day, you're in shorts again. It's awesome. That's the way it is. Yep. Well, have you gotten to check anything out uh, earlier? Have, have you seen anything cool yet? I uh, went over to the, uh, uh, program management that uh, Dr. Brosnan and Jim Breeden have done. That's yeah. pretty good. Different uh, programs that they put together for sure. the entire uh, years. Yeah. And uh, that'll be interesting next year to see how that all rolled out. Yeah. So that's cool. good. Well, so for people who don't know you or are not familiar with you, I, I don't know where they, if in our industry, they've probably been under a rock then because you kind of in the limelight and you've gotten uh, uh, to do a lot of big things. But Tell everybody about uh, who you are, where you came from, how you got to Harrison Bay, and some of the things that uh, you've done along the way in your career. Um, yeah, my career started, uh, went to Auburn University, uh, started out in horticulture, and then uh, got, uh, I guess, introduced to turfgrass management during an uh, introdu- introductory to horticulture class. Yeah. Uh, Doug Ward. Uh, superintendent at uh, Bellmead sure. Country Club. His father, Coleman Ward, was uh-huh. the ex- uh, extension agent yeah. down at Auburn, and he came and talked to us one day about extension service, and it got into turf grass right. and golf courses. And uh, before you knew it, I was talking to one of our professors about, hey, how can I go work on a golf course? Yeah. And I thought that would be really cool to be able to do horticulture work and, and uh, be on a golf course. Set me up for a summer internship at Birmingham Country Club under Lee McLemore and got to work down there. And uh, Now, are you from Alabama? I'm originally from uh, Virginia. South Virginia. Southwest so how, how'd you get to Auburn? 
Uh, one of my best friends in high school. He went I, there. You know, I'm a Bama fan, so I don't know why well, I, I, this is. This could go a bunch of different ways. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> it's the end of this conversation. Yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> no, it was a friend up there, yep. and he was already going. His his dad went there, um, and so he was yeah, right out of high school. He went. Right. I went three years after high school, got yeah. my basics out of the way, and then sure. went to Auburn. Um, but yeah, I went down to. Uh, to Birmingham and started doing my internship down there and fell in love with it. Yeah. And figured out that I only needed a few more classes to get the turf degree. And sure. So on we went from there. It's been great. I and mean, it's, you know, they, they say the old saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, I believe that. And my career has revolved around that. My yeah. my first in, my first assistant position was with uh, Jeff Lee at uh, Valley Hill Country Club in Huntsville. Uh-huh. And he worked for, for Lee at Birmingham. And then I worked for Paul Hood up here at uh, Willow Creek Golf Club okay. in uh, Knoxville here. And, of course, he worked for, for Lee at Birmingham. That's, so. I see a pattern here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, you know, it's, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Right. Making all, always make those networking com- contacts yep. where, no matter where you're at. Yep. Um, event like this or a conference or anything. Sure. Know, get people, get people and, 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 you know, get to know them. So Yeah. I think that's big is uh, – as I've sort of progressed in my career and sort of moving into media and doing some other things is, uh, is, is staying connected, staying with people, you know, getting to know new people, trying to figure out because we just can't do it alone. You can't get to the places you want. You need help. You need people to kind of help you, guide you, mentor you. And I think that's big. And I mean, it's a great thing that, uh, you mentioned that because we don't, I mean, I talk about it some, it's a, it's a topic on the, on the podcast some, but, you can never understate getting out networking, especially for anybody that's coming up in this business that wants to be a superintendent or do something bigger. Um, you need to start getting out to these things and, and uh, talking to folks. Oh, yeah. It's one of the things I love about this industry is the, the willingness to share information, to yep. help out with, you know, somebody right across the street that you're in direct competition with. Right. But if they call up and say, hey, I, I need this fungicide or this piece of equipment broke, yeah, and I don't know what it is in other industries. They may do that in the medical field or the lawyer yeah. field or what have you. But I know in ours, and it's happened for me both directions many times in my career. Yeah. And, gosh, it's, that's one of the best things, the tight, kit, tight fit community that we yeah. have in this industry. Yep. So how did you how did you finally end up at Harris at uh, Bear, is it Bear Trace? Bear Trace at Harrison yeah. Bay. Yeah, Bear yeah. Trace. How did you um, end up there? Well, I was working for, uh, working for uh, Gary Weller okay. over at Council Fire. And the job came available. Um, Tim Brock, who is now the superintendent up at the Bear Trace at Cumberland Mountain okay. in Crossville, I had worked with him when he was the mechanic at uh, Willow Creek. And so came up that that job came available over there at Harrison Bay. And sure. um, it was right down the road from my house. And so I went over and talked with them. And Gosh, that was 2001. Yeah. And been there ever since. Wow, it's so. come what, coming up on 20 years, I guess. Getting close, yeah. yeah. So you've probably experienced a lot of things that, uh, that are different from the day one you stepped on there. What are some of the things that you've sort of done or had seen change over the years? And, I mean, golf's kind of evolved in a lot of ways in, over the last 19, 20 years. So what are some of the things you've sort of experienced over there? Well, at Harrison Bay, we were – when I got there, we were bent grass greens, uh, fescue rough. Uh, we've converted – Pretty much every blade of grass out there on that golf course, we're champion greens <laughs> sure. now. We've got Bermuda Grass 419 wall to wall. Yeah, um, the the clientele has changed. Where we weren't, we were honestly we were trying to compete with uh, 
the private clubs at a level that we couldn't with the con conditioning that we had right. and uh, really overpriced. And so we've converted that down now, and uh, we're right there where we need to be from a market standpoint. Right. Conditioning is, has improved. Um, so we're, we're able to offer our clientele and the golfers that want to come, you know, better conditions. Sure. So it's been great. Yeah. Equipment has changed tremendously over the yep. years. You know, the technology that we have from uh, moisture meters to uh, irrigation control and all those things. Yeah. It's, uh, you still got to put your, your eyeballs on the on the ground almost every day. For and sure. your feet on there. Seeing it's still, you got to have that physical touch yeah. to know what's going on. But you got to embrace the technology as well. Yeah. One of the unique things, and, and, and I, you can probably guide me a little bit more, but I know your golf courses, are y'all Audubon certified? We are. We're yeah. certified by Audubon International. We're yeah. certified by um, the Groundwater Foundation as sure. a Groundwater Guardian Green site, and we are one of uh, 12 courses in North America that is certified by the uh, Golf Environment Organization in Europe. Yeah, and that's a big deal. I mean, with you know, we get a bad rap a lot of times about how the environment we interact and things like that. And I know that's a huge passion of yours. You actually won an award a couple of years, or it may have been longer than that now, but you won the environmental award for uh, GCSA. We did back in, uh, in 2015, we won the uh, president's award for environmental stewardship. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, y'all do a lot of great work. One of the things I was, that kind of led me to that is y'all have, have you gone all electric on a lot of your equipment? We have um, back in what 2013, we converted uh, 18 pieces of our uh, gasoline powered equipment sure. to a fully electric. That's yep. our all of our greens mowers, our carts, our bunker rakes, our greens rollers, uh, tee and approach mowers. All those are electric now. Yeah, and that's uh, you know that's you see that as being something that's going to be more popular. I mean, how do you like the electric mowers? I mean, you you probably got as much experience with anybody as anybody. Oh, they're they're great. I mean, yeah. it's. Uh, it's what you what you expect sure. out of them. If you're being realistic and thinking you're going to get, you know, to mow greens four days in a row without charging them or right. so, you know, it's it's unrealistic. So, right. but from the noise, the um, gosh, we we're saving tons of fuel yeah. every year. The first year we we saved over 1,200 gallons of fuel, uh, and that was back when fuel was running three dollars a That's gallon. That's tangible. You can actually yeah. put something on that. We so. put numbers down yep. to say this is what it is. And of yep. course the equipment's coming out now uh, with lithium power um, coming out with bigger batteries and we just converted from 48 uh, volt um, utility vehicles to 72 volt utility vehicles. Yeah. And it's really made a tremendous difference in ability to get around. But um, if you're if you're making unrealistic expectations of the equipment. Sure then it's it's not going to work for you yeah um but if you're if you're willing to accept that you know battery power only lasts so long right so uh but the noise is gone the, uh, the emissions gone we're not putting our employees in the risk of you know the the point source pollution that right. they're they're having of exhaust right there yep so yeah is that all part is, is that inner white we woven into the being all the different certifications and the things you guys from an environmental standpoint, is that part of the program? It is. You know, our golf course is part of, we're owned and operated by the state of Tennessee and the Department of Environment and Conservation. Yeah. So protecting the environment, conserving natural resources, it falls yeah. right into us. So um, we did the, the big package at Harrison Bay, but we've also converted all of the greens mowers at, all the, at the other eight uh, golf courses along Tennessee Golf Trail. They're all electric now. So sure. we've got... Uh, uh, 23 uh, 
triplex, electric triplexes, and we've got eight uh, walking greens mowers. Right. So all daily maintenance on the greens at our courses are completely electric. Now, what what course can you rattle all all those courses off that are that that are because you, you also are the director of agronomy for those golf courses. I am, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah um, got that uh, title back in uh, 05. Sure. And uh, but yeah, we've got uh, Cumberland Mountain, uh, the Bear Trace at Cumberland Mountain, Bear Trace at Tim's Ford. Okay. Uh, and then we've got that, and along with uh, Bear Trace Harrison Bay, those are the Bear Trace courses. Okay. And then we've got six traditional courses, um, Warriors Path. State Park okay. up in uh, Kingsport. We've got uh, Montgomery Bell, uh, Fall Creek Falls, Henry Horton, uh, Paris Landing, and Pickwick Landing. Okay. So we've got golf available across the entire state of Tennessee. Yeah. From cool season to warm season. and uh, So you can play anything that you want any time <laughs> of year. That's awesome. I don't know if we touched on it, but uh, tell everybody where Harrison Bay actually is. Oh, Harrison Bay is uh, 20 miles outside of downtown Chattanooga. Yeah. So we're right out. We're on Harrison Bay State Property. Um, no homes on our golf course. Yeah. Uh, no roads running through it. Uh, it's a great opportunity to be able to get out and get yeah. away from it. You yeah. know, once you're once you're past the first green, get on the second tee box, you're not going to see anything. That's it's awesome. A, it's a great uh, tree-lined golf course where right. you can't see the other holes. Um, Right on the water, we've got uh, 11 holes that touch water or play over water. So uh, it's great. It's a great natural haven for the wildlife that we sure. have out there. And uh, that's, you know, I always tell people we, we do 50% of our work is on the maintenance right. and 50% is on environmental stewardship. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges that, because uh, you're all daily fee. Um, we are. And uh, so what are, what are some of your unique challenges that are specific? Because every course is different. Everybody's got their own different things going on. And I, I like to get different perspectives from guys. And, and you're, you've got your own set of things that are going on. So what are some of the challenges that you might have outside of the normal? Like I know labor and some yeah. things like that. Labor is always going to be an issue, I yeah. think, until we can get, you know, back to where we need to be. Sure. For us, it's the uh, – uh, it's getting people out there. Yeah. Uh, we're like I said, we're we're out in the rural area. Of course, a lot of golf courses are, but yeah. uh, we've got uh, competition around to pull people over through there. But just keeping everybody uh, happy and content with what what we're doing, right? Uh, what we're able to do with our uh, state budget uh-huh. and the the regulations that and mandates that come down from there, right? So it's a. Uh, but we're very proud of the product that we provide. Sure. And uh, I think everybody uh, enjoys playing there. Yeah. Uh, but it is a different golf course than a lot of other people can play on. Right. It's simply because there there aren't, you know, an interstate running beside it right. or dogs barking, you know, in the, in the backyard yeah. uh, at you. So uh, it's it's a great that, way to get get out. That's starting to be unique because I and mean, what gravitates you to a, pers- a, a particular place to play golf is just getting out, getting away from everything because, you know, it's – growth and cities change i mean golf courses are getting gobbled up by just housing developments and all kinds of different stuff it's nice to get away and i'm sure because i know what i miss the most about being on a golf course is just being out there in the early mornings and peaceful maybe have some wildlife running around irrigation i mean that's got to be that's got to be probably some really if if i was a betting man i would say you that's probably one of your most favorite times oh it is yeah you get out there in the morning and see you know I say the you know, the world's waking up. Yeah. Um, especially in you know, the different times of year when the when the fawns are coming out sure. or um, the the new birds are coming out. Just uh. seeing the life every day come up. Um, yeah, not having to worry about 
homeowners that are complaining Ooh. about, you know, this tree, you're or lucky that tree or <laughs> yeah, I, those kind of things. I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, I'm lucky that I've got, I don't have a, you know, a greens committee or anything like that. I've right. got one man in Nashville that I got to keep happy. And as long as he's happy, we're all good. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's great in that aspect. Yeah. So back to some of the, uh, environmental stuff you guys have have you've been doing it for a while now but i'd like for you to speak on the eagle cam and some what are some of the things you've got with the bald eagle project you're doing and uh how that's sort of interweaved into all the different things you've got going on down there yeah that's uh our bald eagle cam um it's harrismayeaglecam.org um it's it's off offline right now um we turn it off during the off season sure it's a uh, you know, there's nothing to see, <laughs> empty nest that's yeah. growing grass in it. But that's been one of the best projects that I think I've been involved with in my entire career. Yeah. Uh, just to be able to. How did it come about? Well, you know, it was, it just happened. Um, I remember back in December of 2010, my assistant uh, texted me one Saturday morning and said, there's a bald eagle bringing sticks into a tree behind 10, 10 green. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And he goes, no, you don't understand. They're. They're building a nest. I'm yeah. like, oh, wow. So, you know, you start thinking about, okay, great, bald eagle. Um, what kind of regulations and restrictions are we going to have and that right. kind of stuff. And wound up being certified with Audubon and some of the other awards we won. Yeah. It helped us a long way to getting, um, I guess, the regulatory entities to go, okay, you know, they're already doing the right thing. Yeah. In a way, we feel as if the if the eagles didn't believe that we were – if it was, wasn't a safe and uh, – suitable habitat yep. for to raise their family they wouldn't be there no you're right so um so the first year they they came in and, and built the nest and had two eaglets and everybody just sat down there at the at the base <laughs> of the tree looking up yeah. craning our necks trying to see what was going on and uh we have a friends of harrison bay state park it's a community uh organization that does work within our state park yeah um a couple of them came up and said, hey, can we put a camera up there? Because they were looking at the, the Dakara eagles. Right. And uh, how, how neat would that be and all this? And so I was like, sure. So got with uh, USGA and uh, uh, TCA, TG, TTA and TGCSA and a couple of our sponsors. And we raised a little bit of money and yeah. uh, put a camera up there the first year. It was, it was horrible. It was like uh, watching an old episode of Cops <laughs> when they would go in for the security camera yeah. and it's on this little eight inch and all grainy. I was like, Oh, this is horrible. But yeah. you know, first year we could see what was going on. Sure. So it grew from there yeah. and uh, we've gone to uh, full high definition pan tilt zoom with uh, uh, sound and infrared at night and yeah. the whole nine yards. Uh, we've got people, I think uh, we reached 36 different countries last year with millions of people right. watching it. And yeah. it's been a great promotion, not only for our golf course, but for golf courses in general. Sure. Because, um, yeah, we are looked at sometimes as uh, environmental polluters yeah. and wasters of resources. Right. And we're really not. We're yeah. providing a, a great habitat for wildlife to, to yeah. grow and thrive and uh, uh, filtering, you know, filtering sediments and fertilizers and yeah. all that stuff. So, You guys are a perfect example of that, and I think we get – way too much of a bad rap when it comes to golf courses in general and with every you know just everybody being so much more aware of environments and different things you you guys have, are leaders in that deal and i commend you for that and and you continue to do those things and you know um 
I don't think the word is – I mean, you, you guys have done a lot within our industry as far as promoting it, but it just doesn't – outside of it, you just don't get yeah. to talk about it. And hopefully, you know, as my audience grows and yeah. throughout the world, I get – I mean, shockingly enough, I get listened to in many different countries, not just around here. So hopefully they hear about it and, and uh, understand that there are, there are guys like yourself that are doing things for the environment that we're not just out there, you know, contributing to the bad rap which i think is overblown in the first place oh yeah I, I try to tell people hey you know if if you're not telling the story then somebody's telling the wrong story about you exactly. so don't be afraid to get out there and you know we've had our blog for for many years yep and that's one of the things i want to get uh you want to get the right story out you know yep. this is the actual story this is what we're doing because yep. um the people down the street aren't going to talk good about you if you're not sure. already talking and you got to give people the yeah. the proof and the argument yep. to argue for you at some time absolutely you know we've had issues at our golf course before with the uh, uh nematodes and things like that everybody's like oh they did this they did that and once we put the information out on right. our blog of no this is what happened right and this is what we're doing to correct it and then we had people that were actually going no you know you're wrong this yeah. is what what's going on yeah are you are you does it, did it create more paperwork for you and some regulatory things that you have to do on a daily basis or yearly basis? Is, is that you've seen an increase in that or is it really not a big deal? From the environmental certifications? Yeah. And, well, just well, with all that you're doing, I mean, you're under a little bit more of a watchful eye, but you're also, you're also really doing a lot of good work. I just wonder if there's things that you have to do that are that uh, it's I'm, I'm more curious and just in, in general, if you're having to do a lot of things just to kind of maintain that and and what are what are some of the things you're doing? No, I mean, uh, with uh, Audubon, you know, you're going to have your uh, uh, certifications on that. It's yeah. going to have to go through, I think, every, what, three years. Um, uh, Groundwater Foundation's a yearly thing, but sure. it's really just a checkup. And, right. you know, you can – anything more that you've done or things that you've changed with the Golf Environment Organization, it's uh, yeah. every three years, and that's a pretty big deal over right. there. Um, but – yeah, it, it's nothing that should deter you from doing it. Right. Uh, it's nothing that. Uh, I guess that's a good point. Yeah. I guess that's sure. I guess that's a good point. Is uh, you know, it's not. It's not. It sounds elaborate, but in in reality, it's not. I mean, you're. you're and the, the biggest thing is, for the most part, superintendents have already had that information. Yeah. So if if they want to know how much water you put out in a year. All you got to do is go over to your irrigation computer, pull it up, boom, there it is. Yeah. So it's nothing to do, and it can help out your uh, it can help out your property so much. Yeah. Just speaking of Audubon, um, the promotion that you get from that is is incredible. Sure. But for me, the big thing was when we got involved with Audubon. That was the first one we did with Audubon International. That was back in '08. Yeah. Uh, when we got certified there. I got my crew involved in it. I got the club involved in it, the, right. the pros. And uh, so it gave everybody a, a more of a sense of ownership on the golf course. And it was uh, – I've had um, – some of my crew members have come up with our, our mallard duck nesting tubes. Um, two of my crew members came up with that and, and installed those. Uh, we just did a uh, recent uh, Bob White quail release. One of my crew members got that. He built the pin. uh brought the the chicks in the whole nine yards so yeah. you're getting people involved in it to where they own it and it just makes uh makes their day a whole lot better right when they can see oh yeah i did that yeah so yeah i, I tremendously uh 
suggest that people at least look into it. Yeah. Do you get a lot of people that reach out to you and sort of ask questions? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I would encourage people that are listening, if you got questions about it or if you want, want to get more information or get involved in it, uh, call Paul or uh, seek him out, and uh, yeah. he'd be happy Anytime, to. Anytime, be happy yeah. to help. Yeah, was, I've been surprised. We've had people from Europe who have come over to America to play. Yeah. And they will, because they're big-time environmental over sure. there. So they're researching courses in America that are either Audubon certified or geo certified. Gotcha. And they've come there specifically because yeah. we are, and they want to see, you know, what we're doing. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, give that, uh, give the Eagle Cam address out and maybe the, uh, where they can find the blog as well. Is that all at the same spot? Uh, no, it's, uh, but the Eagle Cam is Harrison Bay Eagle Cam.org. You can just Google Harrison Bay Eagle Cam. Okay. And then our, uh, our golf course maintenance blog is, uh, oh, goodness. Uh, bt hbgcm at dot blogspot.com but you can just uh google sure. Trace harrison bay golf course maintenance there and it'll you go. come up well hopefully you'll get some uh people that'll check that out and uh, get more information about what you got going on down there yeah. so um want to transition a little bit you you're heavily involved in some of the national organizations you've been involved a lot with our local um uh, Tennessee turf grass and the golf course superintendents, but sort of what are you doing now? You got you just recently got elected to the uh, board of directors for the national board of directors for Golf Course Superintendents Association of America. Talk about that and some of the things you got uh, to look forward to there. I did, yeah. Um, back in February of this year at uh, the golf industry show at our annual meeting, I was fortunate enough to uh, be elected in onto the GCSA board by. Uh, the GCSA members. Uh, it's a tremendous honor. It's something I've been uh, thinking about for several years. I mean, service in our industry is uh, tremendously important to me. Yeah. I think everybody should put their part in a little bit, um, some you know more than others, but whether it's your local association, your state, or national, whether yeah. it's on a, a committee or a task group or just whatever you can do, um, everybody's got a, an opinion on stuff. Mm -hmm. everybody's got a uh, an input as well so if we get more input and more uh, thoughts on what we're doing ideas of how to do things better then it only makes our association better it only makes our our membership yeah. uh, more worthwhile yeah what's a peek behind the curtain like for you guys as far as what's going on on the national scale i mean you, you you're talking about current events relative topics looking to the future sort of how to run the association what are some of those types of things that you can talk about oh yeah well no i mean it's 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 an open book for yeah. the most part i uh, i guess the biggest thing for me is uh when i got when i got on the, elected on the board i yeah. uh, got my orientation book and all the stuff and sure. information and uh, it had like the past four board meetings in it, and I got the minutes and got right. to look back through there. It's interesting to look at it from the 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 future standpoint sure. that they're looking at. Um, you know, we're already talking about GIS in 2026, 27. Right. The programs that are out there that um, that are strategically planned for our members, and how do we how do we get that moving forward? Right. Uh, you got a lot of well, we've got nine board members, uh -huh. and uh, they're all looking at things from a different aspect. It's right. really good because we've got people from Florida to California, you know, Michigan. Yep. So we're covering the whole area. 
Yeah. And that's been one of the things that uh, I'm still working on is converting from, <laughs> you know, the, the 400 members we have here in, in Tennessee to the 19,000 plus that right. we have. And how do we how do we support and provide resources for everybody and yeah. the, the programs that they need? So um, those are the big things. Uh, it's it's interesting to see the the level of uh, I guess input sure. and thought that goes into the decisions that are made. Yeah, uh, you sit in a boardroom and everybody throws their stuff out there, and and it's great having those different ideas and thoughts, uh, different perspectives on stuff. Because um, what you may really be passionate about, and you're like, no, this is the way we need to do it, and right. then somebody else throws something else out on the table and you're like, oh okay yeah um so great group of guys that are that are on the board right now yeah uh very passionate and very con- concerned and uh, committed to our association and our membership yeah. um so yeah i'm very proud to be a part of that yeah and what's your time frame uh, as for right now what's your term so far oh uh, it was elected to a two-year term two years so i'll i'll run again yeah um if they'll have me yeah and uh, hopefully continue on up the chain yeah. and uh Hope to be president one day. Hope so. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you got to have dreams, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it may work out. It may not. Yeah. The, uh, membership may get tired of me and, yeah. and tell me go away. So, yeah. but hope not. Well, I doubt that. I mean, you've you've done a lot for our industry and you continue to do so. And um, you know, best of luck and, and success on that regard. I know that's yeah. a passion of yours, and and uh, I'm sure you'll make it. I'm, yeah. I'm I, I know for for certain you will. But um, where? Um, where is the GIS this year? GIS is in Orlando. Orlando. Yep. And is it currently rotating Orlando and San Diego and somewhere uh, in the middle? Well, we're going to go to uh, Las Vegas in 2021. Okay. okay. Uh, and then we're back out into uh, um, San Diego yeah. the following year and then back to Orlando. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we've kind of taken uh, San Antonio out of the mix for a little bit right now. Right. And uh, so we got some other uh, – places that are going to be inter- very interesting sure. that we're looking at yep. um, that we haven't gone either before or haven't gone in a while. Yeah. Uh, back when GIS was, uh, you know, we had the club manager association, all that, it yeah. really limited us to the places that we could go just right. because of the, the size of the venue that we needed. Right. But now that it's scaled down a little bit, um, we're happy to have the uh, uh, other industry partners that have come along yeah. and, are being part of it so it's uh and it's growing again yeah kicking kicking back up in in attendance sure so yeah las vegas will be will be next year not in 20 in 2021 we'll go back out to las vegas brand new venue that they built the convention center okay will be one of the first groups that will be in there right so really looking forward to that that's going to be exciting yeah it's not uh not the way it used to be right so i'm curious if nashville's on the list uh, Nashville's been talked about. You yeah. know, the big thing is you gotta you gotta have somewhere that you can hold the uh, the golf tournament. Sure. So now you're you're talking. You know, you, yeah. you're eliminating a lot of areas, and you know, at that time of the year, you've got weather concerns yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah. well, what are you what are you interested in checking out out here today? You get anything that uh, piques your interest? Um, really, really haven't looked at the whole lot. I went over to uh, Dr. Brosnan and uh, uh, Greg Breeden's. Yeah. Uh, research on a uh, it's an annual full weed management program okay. for the whole year yeah and that's interesting right now but they've just started it in february so next right. year will be really interesting to see right. uh different combinations of products that were going on um yeah. some of the sponsors have 
some equipment over here. I was looking at the uh, uh, slit seater and the shockwave from Emantis, and uh, so that that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Have you checked out the zoysia the the zoysia green plots? Have not. No, sir. No. Just. Uh, What's your thoughts on zoysia for greens? Oh, I don't know. I don't have any um, experience with them, but yeah. you know, I think it's. Uh, like everything, as long as you manage it and uh, know what you're getting into, <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I've not not messed with it, so yeah. I, I can't say whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, I'm excited about it. I've had a little bit of a chance to mess with it. I've, I mean, you know, we're in this kind of area where, you know, bent's not the greatest mm -hmm. choice. You've got ultra dwarf. I've dealt with ultra dwarf, done both, and Zoe's just kind of jumping in there. You know, yeah. try to see if it's a viable option. It's just. You know, nobody's really done it. Nobody's. It's kind of new. Uh, there's other areas that's that's taken the leap, but uh, I'm I'm curious what other guys think about it, especially in our sort of area of the world, because we're uh, there's no one perfect grass, but uh, there's low budget courses. There's all kinds of different uh, opportunities. I think in Zoysia, looks really good. We'll just see. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, I I know there's some guys that are uh, that are really high on it. And I'm I'm just I'm curious because I think I love options you know oh, yeah. especially when i'm now that i'm kind of helping and consulting and doing a lot of different things where i can i can kind of be a you know what's the best alternative for you instead of hey here's you know here's kind of what we need to go with based on this or that you know so um i'd be curious to see if you check it out and maybe see what you think yeah i mean we'll take a look at it i mean yeah. time will tell yeah but i think i think it goes back to how much uh knowing ways always is on yeah. fairways and tees yeah. how much are you willing to invest in the in the maintenance of sure. it and the and the upkeep, downkeep, yep. really. <laughs> you got to keep it down, yep. keep the thatch down, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, this will probably come out after it, but uh, I always like to talk about a little bit of uh, things outside of what we do. And uh, you guys got a big football game this weekend, you're aware of, I'm sure. Auburn, yeah. Oregon. Playing what you... some bunch of ducks over yeah, there I mean, somewhere. So what's your thoughts on that? You, you got looking forward uh, to the year? You know, that's the best thing about Auburn football. You never know what yeah. you're going to get until after the season's done. Yeah. And it could be great. could be another flop. Yeah. You don't know. I've, I've heard that Coach Malzahn's going to call the plays again this year. Yep. Um, and if that's the case, then I think he will – I think he'll get back to that love of the game that he yeah. had when he was calling and sure. could be involved. Um, it, it's not a CEO situation like, you know, Coach Saban has. Sure. So – I hope so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Gosh, any time that you can watch, you know, football on TV, oh, it's great. It's Especially great, college ball. I know it's a great time of year. Oh goodness, it's you know, it's, we'll watch anybody. I don't <laughs> care. Well, what do you like to do for fun outside of work and all that? Uh, I know you got uh, kids and family and all that, but uh, what keeps you kind of energized and away when you're away from the course? Um, travel. Yeah. And my big thing is uh, my family and I are big into theme parks. Yeah. Uh, went to Disneyland this year yeah. and uh, got a 16-year-old daughter and my wife, and we really enjoy that. So yeah. we're uh, my, my daughter and I are actually going down to Orlando this year for the uh, uh, Universal Studios uh, Haunted Horror Nights. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's yeah. she'd been talking about it for years, and then she was like, why don't we go? And I was like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Kind of caught her off guard, sure. and now she's like, oh, this is great. So, yeah, we're going to go down there. Um I turned 50 on October the 8th, and we're going to head down there right after that and uh, hopefully have a good time. It's a good time to get out and, yeah. you know, just bond with just her and I. So, yeah. But, yeah, that that's it. Every every year we're going to Disneyland in, or Disney World in 
Orlando yeah. or going somewhere. So that's right. that's what it's all about for me. That's awesome. Well, Paul, I appreciate you sitting down. Uh, it's been a pleasure to catch up and, and chat with you a little bit. Thanks for sharing and uh, continued success with everything you've got going and uh, enjoy the rest of this beautiful day. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll catch up soon. Yeah, sounds great, BJ. Thank all you right. very much. Well, thanks for everybody. It's another episode of Making the Turn. I'm your host, BJ Parker. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.